Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is December 9th, 2021 and week 149. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of a Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about faith, walking by faith. And we actually had another message titled this way back in January. I believe it was the first message of this year. And that just um, goes to show it's crazy how time flies. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I pray you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. We will go into a word of prayer again. Thank you guys for tuning in. As Melvin already said, uh, we we appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate uh, each and every one of you uh, because what would the body of Christ be without one another? So let's go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, thank you for yet again another opportunity to study your word. Lord, we thank you for being such an awesome God. So wonderful, so kind, so loving, Lord, so forgiving, Lord. You did so much for us, Lord. Help us to first come before your throne of grace, not asking for things, Lord, but with thanksgiving, Lord. We know uh, the holiday, uh, Thanksgiving Day, whatever holiday, they're past, but every day is a day for us to be thankful. It's not about a holiday or you know a certain day every day lord help us to continue to be thankful to be grateful for everything that you have given us lord we're asking that you will continue to lead and guide us into all truth lord things uh, areas of our lives where we have things wrong lord help us to get those things corrected help us lord to humble ourselves help us lord to admit when we're wrong help us lord to just uh, do all of those things that make us the true children of god the true worshipers and so, Lord, we're asking that uh, no matter where uh, your children are all across the world, Lord, we're asking that you would just continue to be with us. Lord, as we continue on this journey of salvation, Lord, we're praying for the sick, the afflicted, uh, those going through trials and tribulations, Lord, no matter what it is, Lord, continue to remind us there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your righteous name jesus amen and amen amen so tonight we are talking i see we got a comment there melvin yep that is chris she says what's good my brothers thank you praise the lord thank you for tuning in hope you get something out of the message how's it going chris my man good to see you good to see you we're talking about walking by faith tonight you know uh, a lot of a lot of us being followers of christ we say yeah i have faith i believe in jesus i believe what he said but we're going to discuss some things along those lines tonight i'm uh, praying that the lord takes us into the direction that we need to go uh, because there is so many different avenues we could uh, address on this on this topic here and so let's pick up the verse we'll kick it off at Second uh, Corinthians chapter five. Let's pick up verse seven here. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now, Paul says, "For we walk by faith." Now he's talking about the true believers. He says, 
we walk by faith, not by sight. And if you're new uh, to being in Christ, we understand that walking by faith, it is something that it takes us to get to this level. We don't start out walking by faith. We start out all, all of us, every last one of us. We start out walking by sight. We look at how situations are going. We look at how circumstances are going. We say, well, it's either going to work out because things are looking good or it's not going to work out because things are looking bad. We're walking merely, solely, completely by sight. But as we mature, as we continue on in Christ, he's trying to take us from that place of only looking at how things appear to walking, trusting in him instead, you know, uh, and we may or may not get it. Uh, but one of the stories that comes to mind is uh, the prophet Elisha and how he was surrounded. Uh, his servant went out early in the morning and he found that they were surrounded. He said, alas, master, how shall we do? He said, what are we going to do here? How are we going to get out of this? And the prophet Elisha, he said, Lord, open his eyes because this fellow is walking by faith, not his natural eyes. He said, Lord, open his spiritual eyes. Help him to see, help him to walk by faith, trusting in you. Because that's what the prophet Elisha did. He trusted in God, regardless of how things look. And so that's what we're talking about tonight. Walking by faith. This is joy in the midst of the storm. And the reason we cover topics such as these is because if you were to walk by faith, you would have peace. We better get that then, Melvin. We better get that. Uh, we're coming from... Uh, I believe it's in the book of Second Kings, if I'm not mistaken. Let me find out really, really quickly. Uh, yes, Second Kings, uh, chapter six. See, walking by faith gives you a level of peace that the Bible says the world cannot understand. Second uh, Kings, chapter six. Uh, and let's pick it up here. Let's see. Let's pick it up at verse 15. There, there's a benefit. Everything God tells us to do, there are benefits. You know, we want, as people, we want to get a job where there are benefits. You start looking at jobs if you have an option. We start looking at, well, this job gives me some more benefit. Now, there's all kinds of benefits in God. What other? This is the best job you'll ever work, working for God. So. Let's pick up verse 15 here. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. Mm -hmm. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Now this guy was terrified. 
he rose up early in the morning. And as he went outside, he was surprised to see that he was now, they were now surrounded by an army. See, what has got them to this point? Elisha has delivered God's people. The king of Syria had been trying to uh, capture God's people, but God always protects his people. And so now that the king of Syria has found out what's happened, he's now wanting to uh, hurt the one who has caused all of these things, which really it was God behind it. But so he sent his army down to the prophet. Now, they weren't there for uh, the servant. They were there for Elisha. But the servant just so happened to be there with Elisha. So now. He goes out, the scripture tells us early, he rose up early in the morning and found the surprise of his life. He said, Master, what are we going to do? It's all kinds of people around us. You know, when we get in situations in life, when we find ourselves going through trials and tribulations, a lot of times the reason we don't have peace, and I honestly, is every time. The reason we don't have peace is because we're walking by sight. We're, we're looking at how things appear. You know, when Peter, when Peter was, he asked Jesus, he, they seen uh, Jesus walking out on water towards them. And Peter asked him, he said, Lord, I want to do the same thing. Now, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He said, I want to do the same thing. Allow me to come to you. And we know the story. Peter begins to walk on water. But when he seen the sea raging, he felt the wind picking up. He started looking at all of the elements of the world. His sight got him in trouble. Sight will do that to us. We, we start to get worried because of sight. See, as long as we don't know something, as long as we don't see something, a lot of times we're okay. Until our eyes find it, until we find, until we hear some bad news. Then we start focusing on the negatives. So had this servant not went out, and seen the army, he would have had peace. But let's look at Elisha's response here. And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, even after hearing there is an army around us, he said, Look, don't don't be afraid. Don't worry about that. Now, how many of us would be in this situation, we would say, man, you must be crazy. Don't worry. These people are here to take us captive or kill us. Neither of which we want them to do. And he said, look, don't fear. Because they that are with us, if God is for us, who can be against us? 
what we're finding here is Elisha is walking by faith. He's putting his trust in God. He's putting his hope, his faith, his confidence is in God. So this is how we have to be. Paul said, uh, we believe the writer of the book of Corinthians to be Paul. He said, look, we're walking by faith, not by sight. That's how we're choosing to walk. So let's pick up verse 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. Open his eyes. Lord, open our eyes so that we would see. We cannot only dwell on how things look. A lot of things look bad in the world. A lot of things look bad in a lot of our personal situations. But we cannot dwell on that. The scripture tells us he'll keep us in perfect peace if we keep our minds stayed on him. Not if we keep our minds stayed on the circumstances. Not if we keep our minds stayed on the army that's surrounding us in uh, Elisha's case. But they kept their mind on God, the one who was going to deliver them. And so this is true for all of us. We can have some perfect peace. We would have that everlasting peace only if we would walk by faith, keeping our eyes on God. He'll give you peace. I know we say, well, it's just hard for me to not think about this. I know it is because we're in the flesh. But if we would learn, see, walking by faith is something we have to learn. It's not something we start out doing. Elisha had to grow into this. All of us have to grow into walking by faith. Peter, I mentioned him earlier. He had to grow in walking by faith. That's the reason Jesus taught them so many things. But after Jesus left, we see how his maturation continued. He continued on growing in Christ. So. Let's see what uh, read, read uh, 17 again. Let's start over there. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw mm-hmm. and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha. Now, you know, I was I began thinking about this. The servant goes out. He sees an army surrounding them. And he tells Elisha, Elisha prays, Lord, open this man's eyes so he can see. So he can see. And so he prays. And God opened the man's eyes and what he saw, it tells us the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Now he sees that their enemies are now surrounded. But what's more fascinating to me is that it was not the army that overtook those people. The army was not even used to deliver them. I want to show you what I mean. 
Let's read it, verse 18. See, this is true walking by faith. God allowed this. God showed this to the servant. God didn't need to show this to Elisha because Elisha already had confidence in God. There's some things God has to show us because we, we quite frankly, don't have enough confidence in him. We have not grown to that level of trust in him. So he has to show us some things. Look at what he's going to show here. Now, he showed him the chariots, the horses and the chariots, nothing but soldiers out there with fire. But now let's pick up verse 18. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. Mm -hmm. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. Now, the servants seen horses and chariots of fire, but it was not those horses and chariots of fire that delivered them. They didn't get into a battle. Instead, God blinded those people. Elisha prayed. He said, Lord, blind them. So it was not that they got into this battle. They used their bow and arrows. They used the swords and, de and defeated the army that came against Elisha and his servant. We find here that God used blindness instead. However, he just showed the servant. He had to do that to show this servant he can trust him. We're still walking by sight. So God is having to do certain things, open our eyes to certain things just to show us we can trust him. Just to show us that. There are so many things that Jesus showed to his disciples so they can trust him. So that they can understand he has all power. He took Peter, James, and John onto the Mount of Transfiguration. He was transfigured in front of them just to show them who he is, just to show them his power. So Elisha prayed that the people would become blind, and the Lord rewarded that. He allowed the people who came to take them captive to become blind. All right. And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom ye seek. But he led them to Samaria. So we're not going to go and pick up that entire story. But I just wanted to point out, because I realized God showed them, showed the servant, horses and chariots of fire. But there wasn't a war. There wasn't a battle that took place that caused them to be delivered. So I realized God used that to show it to the servant. So he learned to trust him. So he learned to walk by faith. We shouldn't have to always see something with our eyes in order to believe it. If God said it, that should be enough for us. But now that we're on to that, let's move now 
to the book of Acts chapter 9. I think I want to go there. Acts chapter 9. And let's pick up verse 10. See, God is telling us things. But because we cannot walk by faith, we don't trust it. We don't believe it. So let's pick them up at verse 10 here. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus. Now we're talking about God's disciples now. So for any of us who are disciples, these things go for us too. Go ahead, man. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. He said, I'm here. This is us. God said, Look, hey, he calls our name. We say, God, what do you want me to do? What we have that prayer. We say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Let's see what happens. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. Mm -hmm. And hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. He said, I want you to go to a man named Saul. Now, this is the person who is later called Paul, writer of majority of the New Testament books. The person who has had so many Christian killed. So many Christians were killed, taken captive under the authority of Paul, who was here, who was originally called Saul. So God tells this man, Ananias, I want you to go to him. Now, this is a man. He just told God, he said, here I am. He said, I'm, I'm ready to do what you asked me to do. I'm ready to do what you're telling me. To do here I am Lord I believe in you I have faith I see we have a comment um yeah we have three of them um auntie Sandra says good evening good evening to you thank you for tuning Hello. in sister Rosie says praise the Lord y'all praise the Lord thank you as well for tuning in and David says makes me think about Noah that trusted the Lord regarding the flood when it had never rained before the flood mm -hmm. yeah. we're actually going to get to that uh, by the grace of God. So, yes, walking by faith. God tells this man, Ananias, I want you to go to someone who has had other people like you killed. Now, that sounds scary. That sounds terrifying. Suppose God told you, suppose someone you know this person has killed, has had many people killed. And God says, you know what? I want you to go over to them. Now, they're not in prison anymore. They've gotten out. I'm just saying, suppose. They said, I want you to go over and witness to them. Now, you know this person has killed Christians. Has had people like you killed. Only because of their beliefs. And God says, you know what? I want you to go over to that person. You know, what we would be saying, now, God, <laughs> God, hold on. You, you sure? You, you, are, do you realize what you're saying? God, you must be. <laughs> this can't be God. See, let's see what the man Ananias said. 
Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he had done to thy saints at Jerusalem. You know, whose word are we going to believe? He said, Lord, I heard about this man, though. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You said he was over there praying and whatever else. But, Lord, I heard about him. He did a lot of evil to your people. And what do you think he's going to do to me? This is where we have to walk by faith. God is going to put us in these circumstances. Now, I'm not saying this exact thing is going to happen to us. But I'm showing how walking by sight, we have to move past. It. And that's what the man Ananias did. He first was looking at it by sight. But then he had to move beyond that and say, you know what? I'm going to trust God. Will you say that about whatever situation you're going through? Will you say that? Yeah, it doesn't look promising, but I'm going to trust God. Yeah, it doesn't seem good right now, but I'm still going to trust God. That's walking by faith, believing that he has your back, believing that he knows what's best for you. So. Read that one again for me in 13. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he had done to thy saints at Jerusalem. He said, I know the evil this man has did. I've heard about this. And that's who you want me to go to? Surely there's some kind of mistake here. Go ahead, ma'am. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. Now he's telling God things he already knows. He's telling God things he already knows. He said he's got the authority to put all of us in jail. And then from there, he's going to have us killed. God already knows the things that Saul had did. Go ahead, Mel. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. God said, I want you to walk by faith. I want you to just do as I'm telling you. This is what walking by faith is. Even though we don't understand, even though we don't see why we need to be doing this, even though none of it makes sense according to our thinking. He said, just walk by faith, though. Trust me. I'll keep you in perfect peace. I know any of us would have been thinking the same thing. Sure we would have. Any of us would have been thinking the same way if this had happened to us. We would start questioning. The Lord told Peter. The Lord told Peter, go down. Uh, well, first he told him, uh, let's go and get that. Well, no, we don't have to get out. I'll just talk about it. You know, God told Peter. Peter had been praying. He's seen a vision. And from heaven, now he's seen this in a vision. The Lord let down all manner of four-footed beasts, uh, creeping things, the Bible said, things that a Jew did not eat. That's what he let down. He allowed him to see all the animals Jews didn't eat. And so after seeing these animals, God told Peter, he said, look, I want you to eat it. Rise up 
because Peter was hungry at this time. He was actually hungry. The Lord said, I want you to rise up, slay it, kill it, and eat it. Peter said, not so, Lord. You know, God tells us to do a lot of things. We said, no, sir. <laughs> we said, now, nah, I'll do what you say, God. But there's certain things I'm just not doing. He said, not so, Lord. Not, not so. I'm not doing that now. Now, I do every other thing you said. And we're lying. We're not going to do everything you said. Because if we'll say no in this scenario, we'll say no in another. But the Lord said, rise up, Peter, slay and eat. Not so, Lord. He said, you know nothing unclean and not common has ever come into my mouth. The Lord showed him that three times. And Peter denied. And then as he was thinking about what this vision meant. People showed up at his door. The Lord told him, look, three men are going to be here. Three men. Look, go with them and don't doubt anything. You know, we doubt a lot what God says. We doubt it a lot. Why? Because we're not walking by faith. We have to cast aside. I know doubt comes into our minds. It's natural because we are in this earthly body. But when those doubts come, we have to cast down vain imaginations, the Bible said. Get rid of those things. Get rid of the very thought. Say, Lord, help me. Lord, help my unbelief. Someone said that to him on one occasion. Lord, help me to believe. Help me to get rid of the doubt. Lord, help me to walk by faith and fulfill all the things that you've called me to fulfill. Let's see what. Uh, what, what the comments are saying, Melvin? Um, David says the Lord will give us opportunities to exercise our faith and also mm -hmm. to put our faith in the Lord into action. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, he, he's. The devil has a job. Uh, I heard my preacher say it many times. The devil is God's production checker. You know, God. We have, uh, we say at least, we have faith in God. The devil's coming along to test it, to see if you really do have faith. Are you going to change? Are you going to uh, go back on your words? So I want to look at another thing, another scenario of walking by faith and David brought it up and I actually thought about this also so Hebrews chapter 11 the faith chapter people walking by faith see having faith you have to believe in some things that are not seen now it's going to start out you're going to have to see something now I don't want you to believe you're never going to see anything because none of us would believe in God if we'd never seen anything he's ever did we wouldn't None of us would believe in God if we've never seen anything he's did. Anything. But no, we have this incredible world to look at. We have the, the sun, the stars, the moon, planets. We have so many things to look at. We have the trees. We have the wildlife. 
We have the technology. We have so many things that we can look at and say, you know, God, there has to be a God in this world. But now we have to take that a step further. So let's pick up Hebrews 11 and verse 7. By faith. By faith. Walking by faith. This result happened. Go ahead, man. Being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Being warned of God of things that hadn't even been seen yet. See, God warned Noah and told him there's going to be a flood. It's going to rain from heaven. God warned him. And when God warns the preacher, it's his job to pass the message on. And so that's what Noah did. He warned other people. But the problem was they didn't want to hear it. And the reason why is because they were walking by sight. Now, I can guarantee you at least one other person in the world believed in God. Now, I'm willing to say at least one other person besides the eight people who made it. At least one of them believed in God. Now, I'm willing to say that. Now, I can't tell you, oh, it was 300. I can't tell you it was 3,000 or 3 million. But I'm willing to say at least one other person believed that there is a God out there. I'm willing to say that. But they were still walking by sight. Noah tells the people, hey, it's going to rain. He said, rain? What is that? Rain is when water is going to pour out of the sky. They said, water coming out of the sky. See, the scripture tells us God warned Noah of things not seen as yet. It had never rained. We find that also in the book of Genesis chapter 2. It had never rained. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. It had never rained. See, we know what rain is now because it's been raining ever since. It had never rained then. But regardless of that, Noah still had to trust God knew what he was talking about. He couldn't just say, well, God, well, that doesn't make sense. It, is, it hasn't done it yet. So why would it start now? Because God says so. This is what walking by faith is. When God can tell you things, even though it goes beyond your comprehension, but you're still willing to follow. You're still willing to trust him. I know he knows. I know he knows what he's talking about. That's walking by faith. Go ahead, Mel. Move with fear. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house. He being warned, Noah being warned, even though he had never seen this happen before. He moved with the fear of God, with the respect of God, the love of God. And he built the ark to save his house. I know the people thought he was crazy. I know they thought he was crazy. Not only was he telling them it was going to rain 
and they had never seen it, nor had Noah. You know, people say, <laughs> I'm sure, because, you know, people are smart. They say, okay, well, it's going to rain. You ever seen rain? Tell me the last time it rained. <laughs> Tell me the last time it rained. He said, well, I can't tell you the last time because it had never happened. It has never happened. Okay, well, it's not going to happen then. So, he only had God's word to confirm it. So, he prepared the ark. Even though people thought he was crazy. And even more so, they could see the animals being put in there. They said, man, this dude's a lunatic. He thinks I'm going in here with snakes. You know, a lot of us, some of us at least, we're afraid of a roach. We're afraid of <laughs> a snail. We're afraid of some things that can't even hurt us. And so, of course, no one was going to go inside if they seen an alligator. If they seen a hippo, one of the most violent creatures in the world. And you think we would go inside? If we seen a rhinoceros, we're not going in. We said, man, <laughs> you crazy. He had the first zoo that, I, that I'm aware of. <laughs> he had the first zoo that I'm aware of now. Collecting all those animals in the one place. That's the first time that I know of this happening. I, I know God... Uh, brought forth the animals to Adam. But I'm talking about man going out getting these animals. And so to see all of this, you say, man, I'm not going in there. That guy, I believe in God, but I don't believe God said that. Now, I believe in God, but not like the way this man is talking. But so he had to walk by faith, even though other people didn't agree with him. Let's see, we got at least one comment there, man. Uh, yep, one more by David. Um, he says, before the flood, there was a mist that came up from the ground that mm -hmm. watered everything. That's how it was watered. And that's all they knew. They only knew about the dew. That's it. God used the dew to water. Had not rained. He was saving the rain for the flood because he knew People were not going to believe what he said. He knew it. He knew it. And you know what's happening all over again? Even as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. People are not believing what God is saying because we cannot walk by faith. I want to get another verse in 1 Peter chapter 3. Water saved Noah and his family. The same water that Noah was telling them would fall down from heaven. It was going to kill the rest of the world, but it would save him and his family. You know, the water was saving back then. I'm telling you tonight, the water still saves. Now, you, can, you might end up on the wrong side of things, though. If you don't walk by faith, put aside what you think. 
put aside your personal desires. Water saves. I know somebody would say, well, water don't save nobody. I just don't believe that there is a, it is a coincidence that the earth is majority water. I believe God did that for a reason. He's trying to tell you something. Or we. He's trying to tell us something. <laughs> you are created with majority water. He's trying to tell you something. There's an importance of the water. Let's pick up verse 20 here. First Peter 3 and 20. Which sometimes were disobedient. The people were disobedient. The folks are disobedient today. We don't want to do what God tells us to do. We're walking by our own sight. By our own rules. We say, well, I just don't think we have to do all of that. You don't, friend. <laughs> you don't. But you're going to have to answer to God, not to Tony, because Tony isn't the judge. Go ahead, Mary. When once the long suffering of God waited in the, in the days of Noah. You know, God gave those people 100. Now, I've been told it was 120 years. But I know for a fact it was at least 100 years. We can find if you go back and, and do the uh, digging up, you'll find that Noah preached for 100 years. 100 years. God was patient with those people. Gave them 100 years to listen to what Noah said. Look at how much time God has given us now. To listen to what he says. He, he's long suffering. He's waiting. And he knows the same result is going to take place. So he's waiting in the days of Noah. Go ahead. While the ark was a preparing, mm -hmm. wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. Now look at what Peter says. Those souls, eight people, Noah, his wife, three sons, and their three wives. That makes eight. That makes eight. They were saved by the water. Now, I know somebody told you water doesn't save anybody. Well, you don't have to be baptized to be saved. I know someone told you that. You might even be believing that yourself. But I'm going to tell you tonight. That's not true. Now, you don't have to believe me because the people didn't believe Noah. So I know somebody's not going to believe me. But don't let that somebody be you. Walk by faith now. Walk by what God said. Now this is the word of God. So now this is not just coming from Peter. This is not just coming from Tony. This is coming from the word of God, which we declare that we believe in the scripture. We declare we believe in the scripture. So he says eight souls were saved by water. And for somebody that's already thinking, well, that was way back then. <laughs> they said that was a long time ago. Things changed. No, friend. <laughs> Let's see what he said. The light figure, whereunto even baptism does also now save us. Now, the baptism of water is saving us. Now, it might not be saving you, but it's saving us. He said the like figure. He said those things in that time represented baptism. 
the flood of the entire world represented baptism. The whole world was covered. That that is true baptism. When water completely covers, that's baptism. Putting water on your head is not baptism. Letting somebody drop a a few uh, uh, a cup of water, a pint of water, uh, an ounce of water over your head—that's not baptism. Being completely covered—that's baptism. So he looks at the flood of Noah, and he said, "The like figure." He said, "It's just like today. There's no difference." Similarly, water baptism is saving us. Now, if you say it doesn't save you, you've already picked your side. I hope you change, though. Because you know what those people told Noah back then? Man, this isn't going to save us because we don't need to be saved this way. I just need to do this over here. And I'll be fine. That's what we're telling God today. I don't have to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Somebody said, well, I was already baptized. Have you been baptized the correct way? This is our opportunity to go back and look and check our salvation. Make sure that we're on the right path because these people, I can guarantee you, they thought they were doing the right things. They thought Noah was crazy. Somebody out there thinks I'm crazy. They said, man, baptism don't save us. It is a part of your salvation because God said so, not Tony. Water saved Noah and his family because God said so. Not because Noah was so smart and he knew how to build the ark. No, it was because God said so. I see we have a comment there. Um, yes, um, David says the Red Sea is another great example of being saved through the water. The water saves. It saves. Because God said so. The Red Sea. Moses too. Moses being born. He was saved. His name means taken from the water. The water saved him multiple times. He, and Peter said the like figure he said you can compare this to water baptism today it's saving us but this is only for the people who are willing to walk by faith you got to believe in what God says but you still have people condemning the water today the same way the world condemned it back then in the days of Noah they said man that's, this isn't necessary Man, you need to be living your life. You're wasting your time out here. I'm sure he has somebody come over there to tell him, man, you're wasting your time. But they were walking by sight. So. It's so crucial. It's so important. It's vital. I don't know how many other ways I can say it. Uh, but it's uh, imperative that we walk by faith. Just trust what God says. We, we can go through endless stories of God telling people one thing and them not believing it because it was hard to believe. 
it didn't make sense. You know, uh, one story that came to mind, and I'll try to make it quick. One thing that came to mind, I thought about the woman in the book of Kings. Uh, she talked to the prophet, I believe it was Elisha, and she told him, he said, look, my husband is now dead. All of uh, the creditors, they have now come. And they're wanting to take my children. He said, well, what do you have? She said, I don't have anything save this one cruise of oil. She said, I don't have much oil left. He said, well, this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to go and borrow all the containers you can find. I want you to go and borrow every single one you can find. So she sent her kids out. I don't know how many she had. She sent them out, though. And they filled up the house with containers. And she began to pour the oil. And this is what walking by faith will do for you. God will make a situation work out in your behalf if you walk by faith. If he's already promised you something, he'll make it work out for you. And so they began to pour the oil and they filled up every container in the house, even though she had just a little oil. But this is what walking by faith does. They filled up every container in the house. And she was able to sell the oil and pay back the debt that was owed. And she had enough to live off. There's something about when you do it the way God says it. Somebody won't understand. They said, man, why would you, what are you getting all these containers for? You don't have, a, you only have a little bit of oil. Doesn't make sense. But God will make it make sense. So I thank God for you guys. Uh, he's worthy to be praised every day of our lives we should be praising him because he'll allow us to see things that the world just cannot see so at this time i will turn it back over into the hands of melvin thank you guys again um david um has another comment he says they that believed and are baptized the same shall be saved and then it goes on to say they and they that don't believe shall be damned um baptism definitely is a necessity and i know the majority of people don't believe so um but it's so true i was asked a long time ago what's the difference between the old testament and the new testament and as we see in scripture as it says it's a shadow it was a shadow of things to come and also it was our schoolmaster to bring us over into the truth and we can take a look at the ark and that is nothing but a symbolization of the church because i'm sure there were a whole lot of preachers preaching a different message talking down on noah saying oh he's <laughs> he's full of baloney it's not gonna rain um you don't have to worry about that just just do you i remember um somebody was trying to talk to a young man at the game that we were working at the saints game and he said i have to live my life i can't do all this stuff that you're saying but there is always going to be one guy, one, one, you know, one preacher and nine times out of 10, he's going to be saying the stuff that you don't want to hear. And that's just going to be the one that's telling the truth. In one place, it says um, God uses the foolishness of the world to confound the wise. And he, that preacher is going to seem like he's preaching the foolish, mess, foolish message, just like Noah was. But it was the truth. 
And then as soon as it started thundering, I bet a lot of people were trying to get on the ark, trying to knock down the door, but it's too late. And the scripture says, just like it was in that day, it's going to be today. People are going to be out partying, having a good time and doing all kinds of things. And then when we least expect it, that's when he's going to come. Jesus says, I come quickly and my reward is with me. I know a lot of people talk a lot of noise and I would have gotten on that boat back then. I would have gotten on the ark. But um, Tony said it earlier. It's so true. We're running from rats and roaches and, and bees and flies. And we were just at the um, Memphis Zoo this past weekend. We went to the City Lights. I mean, the, the light show. And that was, I forgot what it was called, but um, inside you could see a lot of different animals. And they had an alligator in there. And I was on the other side of the room. And I heard the alligator making the noise. And I thought they, they were just playing something over the speaker. I had no idea an alligator sounded like that. So, and I, you know, I went over there to it to get a closer look. But, you know, of course, there was something between the alligator and me. Because if it weren't then I would not have been going over there. But, um, yeah, so, you know, we heard that and then we tell Noah, is this what you want me to get on with? And I'm sure there there is no clear glass between the alligator and me. So, you know, we just have to keep um, walking by faith, uh, get baptized because people are still condemning it. Um, a long time ago, somebody commented on one of our videos saying we had false teaching on baptism. But um, we hadn't seen them since then, you know, but we always encourage you guys, even if you think what we are teaching is not right. And we encourage you to, you know, ask questions because, you know, we're all in this together. We're all trying to make it to the same place, all trying to be obedient. I think we have another um, comment. David says, if you put your faith into action, that will save you. Faith without works is dead. Faith and dead and will not help you um in one place it says just as the body is dead without the spirit so as faith without works and without faith it's impossible to please god but we have to have the action to back it up because in the, the faith chapter it talks about a lot of different people we just cover one but it says by faith so and so did this by faith so and so did that just like abraham God told him he was going to have a son. And I believe it's like, what, 20, 25 years later, he finally had that son. And then God turned around and said, give him back to me, sacrifice him. And then the, when he got to the mountain, the people that were down there, he told them, you know, stay here. We will come back to you. So he had faith. He, he definitely had that faith because how many of us would do that today? Mm. Huh, did you have anything else, sir? Uh, no, I didn't at the moment, at least. <laughs> and I, I, um, I don't think we have any more comments, so I'm going to leave it right there. So um, as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And yeah, live stream next week at the same time. As I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So the Lord blesses and says the same. We will see you guys next Thursday evening live back in front of the camera with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one.
Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.